Because 
we all know that this, you know, the cases get worse, they get better, right? So it's not really fair to compare us in Ontario to Texas. Okay, I get that. Um, so what do we do, though? We have to look at the data that we do have available. Okay, so I posted this on my Facebook. I don't know if you follow me on Facebook, but um, uh, analyzing the the data that we have for this third, what we're calling the third wave, which started at the beginning of March. Um, so since March 7th up until April 10th, we've had 64,263 cases, right? That's according, I got the statistics from Ontario Public Health. And there have been 60 deaths since March 7th, up until April 10th. Um, now, obviously, this isn't perfect because some people who caught it during this will, you know, die from it later. But when I was looking at the data, I noticed that deaths and cases seem to rise at the same time together. Not it's, There's not a huge delay in deaths. Um, that's what I noticed from the data. So I, I, I think I can defensively say that. So, um, when we do 60 deaths divided by 64,263, um, cases and then times it by a hundred to get a percent, we see 0.09% people are dying from this third wave. Now to me, that means 99.91% of people will, who get COVID during this third wave in Ontario will survive. Okay. And obviously that's not all there is to this, but I think that's a really important statistic to say when the when the survival rate is 99.91, I don't think a lockdown is necessary. And I know that's I don't know, is that controversial to say? I don't think it's that controversial. I think it to me that makes a lot of sense that you know, the the survival rate right now is high enough. Maybe it wasn't during the other lockdowns. You can make that argument, but right now I think that the survival rate is high enough that we don't need a lockdown, and we especially don't need a stricter lockdown, which is what Doug Ford is going for with this past with this third wave, right? Uh, you know, closing off the Dollarama so that you can't buy socks. I saw posts about that. Who buys their socks at Dollarama? <laughs> uh, anyway, I have high quality socks only. Um, Anyway, that's really not related to COVID. Um, my point being that I think I think when the death rate is that low, that we should be uh, opening things up, not closing things down, even though the cases are going up. Um, it seems like more recently, less people are dying from the disease than before. There's a lot of talk about variants. I'm not going to talk about variants at all in this podcast, um, but it's, it seems that the cases are going up and deaths going down means the disease is either we're getting like this herd immunity that people keep talking about or that the disease is changing so that it's not as deadly. That's the conclusion that I come to with this. Okay. Um, so if you get COVID, you have a 99.91% chance of surviving. Um, I sh there's a lot of factors that go into that because I'm sure, again, if you're healthy, it's lower than that. And if you're unhealthy, it's higher. If you're older, it's higher. If you're younger, it's lower, right? Or the other way around. Anyway, th the point is that there's there's a lot of factors I'm not taking into consideration, but overall. Um, okay, so lockdowns. 
we we all know the effects of lockdowns. We've been living with lockdowns on and off for a whole year now, and we're tired of them. I, even if you were rah-rah, support the government's decisions no matter what they do, um, you, you, you know that these lockdowns are hard on people. They've been hard on all of us. Um, both mentally, uh, like our mental health is, is bad. Uh, our suicide rates, I, I don't have numbers for suicide rates, but I've, what I've heard is that suicides are going up, um, all over the world, uh, during this lockdown, not during this lockdown, but during this COVID lockdowns and stuff like that. Um, it's obviously hard on our mental health. We're all suffering, you know, because of this. We're all going crazy in our own homes. We we know that the lockdowns are unhealthy for us mentally. Um, the other thing is like, uh, it's the other thing, and I think maybe even more importantly, like, I don't know if it's more important than people's mental health, and it's certainly not more important than suicides, but small businesses are closing and people aren't able to make a living. Um I used to really hate uh, arguments about economics, uh, money, like money arguments that that people are losing money. Um, obviously, safety is more important than money. But when the government's not doing anything to support people, uh, which I I know they have CERB and stuff, but like I would argue that they're not doing a lot. And you know, like uh, for example, my wife and I have to pay uh, our OSAP back during both the last lockdowns the first lockdown they they canceled the payments not canceled they delayed the payments for our osap our student debt um but the the next two they didn't um so i and we're paying like 750 dollars a month uh which was you know more than our rent that we were at our last place but um yeah we're we're paying 750 dollars a month in osap the government, if they want to do something to help people, you know, uh, I want to say cancel the student debt, but also just like help us out with student debt and don't make us pay $750 when we're in the middle of a lockdown. Um, now, luckily, I can work uh, during lockdown. My wife's business has been destroyed. But anyway, that's that's a different podcast. The point is small businesses are being hurt. A lot of people are speaking out about this. And I think this is the rallying cry because this is the thing that people can sympathize with the most is small businesses being hurt because you can't live if you don't have money. I mean, that's the way our economy works. That's the way that our system works. And uh, I have a lot of problems with our system, but at the end of the day, people need to make a living uh, whether there's COVID or not. And taking that away from some people and not others, actually taking it away from anybody I think is wrong, but it's especially wrong when some people are hurting more than others. Uh, because not because of covid but because of government decisions so we all know yeah small businesses that's important okay so but the thing that i keep hearing is like what about those 60 people right those 60 people have died since march march 7th to april 10th that i said right what about those 60 people you know those diseases or those those cases are preventable and you know we have to do everything that we can to save those people from dying uh, well, you know, I, I believe that every life is infinitely valuable, but I also believe that, uh, I shouldn't say but, there's not but there, there's an and, um, butts are stinky. Every life is valuable, and also 
people's livelihood, people's health, people's mental health, that's also really important. And 60 people dying sounds like it's a lot. Um, but look, let's look at statistics again. Let's use data to come up with good decisions like the government has not done and and look at the data to make decisions, okay? Um, all right, so... Uh, from 2017 to 2019, again, this was posted on my Facebook. I, I did a post about this, but uh, we had roughly 8,000 to 9,500 deaths in one month. So I'm, I'm looking at several months from 2017 to 2019, particularly March and April. And in one month, uh, the the range was there was no less than 8,000 and there was no more than 9,500 deaths in one month. So if we divide it up by 31 days, which I don't, I don't know if there's 31 days or 30 days, but anyway, I never remember the rhyme. Um, the point is that if we divide by 31, that brings us to 258 to 306 deaths uh, per day in Ontario. This is numbers for Ontario. And again, I got these numbers from, I think these were from Stats Canada. Um, so currently, right now, we're, we're experiencing under 20 deaths per day of COVID. So a normal year, 2016 to 2019, uh, normal year, we, we would see 8,000 to 9,500 deaths, or sorry, 258 to 306 deaths a day. Right now we're seeing 20 a day from COVID. And obviously that doesn't take into account other deaths from other things. And those are still happening. Um, but 20 to me is not a big enough number to justify a lockdown. Is it? I like Maybe I shouldn't say that. To me, that doesn't justify a lockdown. But I want to ask you, like, how many, this is the question I think doesn't get talked about, is how many deaths, what's the number of deaths where we should start taking measures, okay? So how many deaths per day or whatever, per whatever, uh, do we need to justify, especially, like, let's, let's talk specifically, this podcast is about lockdown, so how many do we need to justify lockdown? Um... You know, and I don't know the number. I don't have the number. I just don't think that 20 is enough. And when we get up to 50, we can start talking about it. When we get, you know, up to 80 to 100, then maybe, yeah, that, that does justify a lockdown. Um, the other thing I think we need to look at is, and like I said earlier, it's, this is hard to tell, but are lockdowns effective? Uh, right now, I would say lockdowns are less effective than they've ever been because people are sick and tired of them. Businesses are staying open against the government's will. And, uh, you know, so so I think uh, uh, people aren't following it because they're tired and they're sick of it and they can't be locked down anymore, which I think is fair. Like, people are tired of it. We're all tired of it. Um, and... Uh, at some point, I think, too, we just, whether there's a disease out there or not, um, we have to get back to our lives and start living again. You know, being locked down in our house is not healthy for us mentally. And, uh, 
at some point, I just think that we need to start living our lives and, and yeah, like just, I need to live my life. I need to do the things that make life worth living. I need to do the things that make me happy. Lockdowns are hurting us more, I think now than the diseases. So we've gotten to a point, I think, I think the whole time we've been playing this game where the disease is, is killing people, hospitalizing people. There's possible long-term effects. Um, it's a, it's a nasty disease, right? Like I'm not, I'm uh, one thing I want to make clear and my position on this is that I'm not like a COVID is a hoax person. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. None of these like, uh, uh, more extreme positions. I just think that we need to make reasonable, well thought out decisions and use data that we have to make those decisions. And I don't see the government, if I, if they're, they say they're looking at data, if they're looking at data, they're not looking at the same data I'm looking at, uh, because lockdowns have not shown to be very effective. Um, we saw a spike in cases in December, um, we had a lockdown on December 26th, and maybe I can get a graphic. Can I do graphics? I don't know if I can do that. I don't know how to do that. But we can see on December 26th, there was a there was a lockdown. The lockdown was implemented, and the cases continued to rise, and it didn't... I mean, there's no indication that it slowed anything down. Like, they were skyrocketing. Cases were skyrocketing, and they did not come down until uh, well into January, I believe. But maybe there's a graphic that you can see that I can't see right now. But anyway, um, it doesn't seem to help. And that, I think that's the biggest thing. If, if it's not effective, then don't do it, right? If uh, if if seatbelts don't work, then we shouldn't make seatbelts uh, mandatory. Uh, so, you know, the reason that seatbelts are mandatory is because we know that they're very effective. And we can see data and numbers that show that. And that's why we, you know, we have laws, you know, to wear a seatbelt. We're not doing that with COVID. And it's not that we don't have the data. There's data there. There's data available. There's data from other countries like Texas. Um, I know Texas isn't a country, but there's there's data from Texas and Florida that show that there's been no spikes when they lifted lockdown. And I know there can be a hundred reasons for that, but we have to go on the data that we actually have and not speculative uh, data, data that doesn't exist, speculating on what could happen. If we react to what could happen, I think that, I think that's what the government is doing, and I think that that's what has made this so frustrating for the average person like you and me. Uh, we're speculating on what could happen. We're talking about worst case scenarios, and we're making plans based on that. And I think that's. Not just like a bad idea, but I think it's actually very dangerous, right? Because now we have people who don't trust the government. A lot of people that don't trust the government, don't believe what they're saying. This is where conspiracy theories and, and things come from, is not being able to trust the people who are in charge. And they say they're using data. I don't know what data they're looking at. I wish they would be more clear about the data that they're looking at um, so we could see, you know, like, prove it to me. Prove to me that the lockdown's going to work. I keep hitting this thing. Um, I have a new setup, and it's it's kind of... I, I haven't worked out all the kinks yet, but I obviously am hitting this way too much. Um, prove to me that 
um, lockdowns are effective. Prove to me that masks are effective. This podcast is not about masks, but just show show proof that these things work. And a lot of the evidence that I've seen is not sufficient as far as I'm concerned. It's There's a lot of the evidence is not good evidence that these things work. So, uh, yeah. So if you want to do, especially an extreme thing, like masks are one thing, right? Masks are not a big deal. Wear the mask. Uh, it's inconvenient. It's annoying. I hate it. There are some adverse health effects to wearing a mask. Um, but overall, like if it, you know, if it, if it's effective and if it's even somewhat effective, like it's fine. We can, we can deal with masks. Um, you know, like they're forcing teachers to wear face shields. I don't see any evidence or data. The face shield thing is ridiculous to me this idea that covid can come into your eyes i feel like we're watching that that movie with mark Wahlberg, the happening where they're like running away from the wind the whole movie is terrible but that's what i feel like we're doing when we're doing things like that we're just afraid of air really is what it comes down to anyway i'm getting on a tangent the fact is the 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 point i'm trying to make is (laughs) is just we need we need data that is accurate and shows yeah we need data that's accurate and shows uh, that this lockdown is going to do something, that we're sacrificing for a reason, that we're, we're giving up something uh, that has purpose to it. Because if it doesn't, and we, we're locking down for nothing, which I would argue that we are, we're sacrificing way too much for way too little, I guess. Is, we're sacrificing... And this goes back to, you know, the freedom versus safety. We're sacrificing way too much freedom for very little safety. I think that's all I have to say. Um, I, I, I'm i going to try and continue these podcasts um, probably about once a month, I think, now. And, uh, and continue. I've had some major life changes and had to not do this. But I think this is good for my mental health. Uh, talking about this, working through these things in my head logically and sharing them with people that are going to challenge me and push back and make me question myself, which I think is a very healthy thing to do. Um, Anyway, um, so I I hope to be back uh, at least once a month, maybe even more if I can do it. But um, yeah, thank you for listening to The Underground, the podcast where we talk about the world and how crazy and weird and messed up it is. Um, my name's Duncan Michael McPherson, and uh, it was a pleasure talking to you about COVID. Hopefully, uh, you found this podcast reasonable and balanced and not too extreme or anything. So, um, thank you for listening, and God bless. Share on Facebook, on uh, Twitter, whatever your social media is. Share this podcast and uh, tell your friends. Thanks, everybody. Bye. From the dark